Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. Sure to appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I will try and use it wisely. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and to tell others about it, I can't tell you uh, how grateful I am for that. Y'all are the reason that it continues to grow and spread. Uh, There's nothing I can do that even comes close as far as getting word about the podcast out as when y'all tell other people face to face. I mean, nothing else even comes remotely close. So, uh, thank you very much. Very grateful for that. Not a lot on the homestead. Getting a little rain, uh, which is, is nice. This isn't really a complaint so much as just uh, learning, right? (laughs) I grew up with a father, thankfully, that I felt like I could just almost ask any question to. And and he would either know the answer or he he would know who to tell me to go talk to to find the answer. Uh, and, And that was true when it came... to a lot of subjects. And so, you know, it's kind of like an early version of Siri or Google, uh, which means that I didn't often pay as much attention as I should have. And one of the things that I know that he taught me with cattle long, long ago, uh, but that I didn't pay any attention to was requirements for grass growing, right? And it's, we're getting rain now, but the nights have gotten cold enough to where unless it's winter grass, it's not growing. And so we didn't get any rain through the summer, so the summer grass isn't growing. And we're getting rain now, but the summer grass can't grow still because now it's too cold at night. And so you've got a lot of ranchers out there who need grass, who don't have grass. (laughs) So anyway, just kind of interesting. I'm glad for the rain. It just made me think of it. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast, the people who listen to it and share it. Be with them, bless them, guide their families, guide them through their days. Give us a strong faith, Father, wisdom and courage. Help us to do your will. Help us to seek you first, to love you with all that we are, to love our neighbors as ourselves. Forgive us our sins, both individually and as a nation. Watch over our law enforcement, our military, our firefighters, those who protect us. Give them a strong faith. Give them wisdom and courage. Turn their hearts towards you, Father. Turn the hearts of our leaders towards you. 
guide my words here today, Father, please. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So, hopefully, y'all joined us last night, I think. Uh, we did a podcast for the Gettysburg Address. Uh, a day late, but we still did it. So, anyway, if you got a chance to listen to it, hopefully y'all enjoyed that. We're going to go back into our Thanksgiving proclamations, though. And we're going to go back to John Hancock, if I can find it. It's always amazing to me how fast things disappear when I start to do the podcast. Or how hard they are. Maybe that's the better way to say it. How hard they are to find. I have them. And they're right in front of me. And then we start to do the podcast and then all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. But we're going to go back and this is 15 April, 1775, I think. Make sure that I've got it. There it is. Look at that. We found it. So this is in Provincial Congress, Concord, April 15th, 1775. Resolved that it be and hereby is recommended to the good people of this colony of all denominations that Thursday, the 11th of May next, be set apart as a day of public humiliation, fasting, and prayer by order of the Provincial Congress, John Hancock. In Provincial Congress, Concord, April 15, 1775, whereas it has pleased the righteous sovereign of the universe in just indignation against the sins of a people long blessed with inestimable privileges, civil and religious, to suffer the plots of wicked men on both sides of the Atlantic, who for many years have incessantly labored to sap the foundation of our public liberties so far to succeed that we see the New England colonies reduced to the ungrateful alternative of a tame submission to a state of absolute vassalage to the will of a despotic minister or of preparing themselves speedily to defend at the hazard of life the unalienable rights of themselves and posterity against the avowed hostilities of their parent state, who openly threatens to wrest them from their hands by fire and sword. In circumstances dark as these, it becomes us as men and Christians to reflect that whilst every prudent measure should be taken to ward off the impending judgments, or prepare to act a proper part under them when they come. At some time, at the same time, all confidence must be withheld from the means we use and reposed only to that God who rules 
in the armies of heaven, and without whose blessing the best human counsels are but foolishness, and all created power vanity. It is the happiness of his church that when the powers of earth and hell combine against it, and those who should be nursing fathers become its persecutors, then the throne of grace is one of the easiest excesses, and its appeal thither is graciously invited by the Father of mercies, who has assured it that when his children ask bread, he will not give them a stone. Therefore, in compliance with the laudable practice of the people of God in all ages, with humble regard to the steps of divine providence towards this oppressed, threatened, and endangered people, and especially in obedience to the command, Heaven, that binds us to call on Him in the day of trouble. Resolved that it be, and hereby is recommended to the good people of this colony, of all denominations, that Thursday, the 11th day of May next, be set apart as a day of public humiliation, fasting, and prayer, that a total abstinence from servile labor and recreation be observed, and all their religious assemblies solemnly convened to humble themselves before God under the heavy judgments felt and feared, to confess the sins that have deserved them, to implore the forgiveness of all our transgressions and a spirit of repentance and reformation, and a blessing on the husbandry, manufacturers, and other lawful employments of his people, and especially that the union of the American colonies in defense of their rights, for which hitherto we desire to thank Almighty God, may be preserved and confirmed. That the provincial and especially the continental congresses may be directed to such measures as God will countenance. That the people of Great Britain and their rulers may have their eyes opened to discern the things that shall make for peace of the nation and all its connections. And that America may soon behold a gracious interposition of heaven for the redress of her many grievances, the restoration of all her invaded liberties, and the security to the latest generations. By the order of the Provincial Congress, John Hancock, President. Ah, uh, <laughs> a lot, right? A lot, yes. Uh, first thing, most important thing for sure, is just another little piece of evidence, folks. Another brick you can place in the wall or tool you can place in your tool bag. We were born a Christian nation. John Hancock here specifically states that he's referring, you know, as men and Christians. Uh, there's a couple references here. To Bible verses, probably for some of y'all more than uh, than I can find quickly, but 
uh, children ask bread, he will not give them a stone. That's a reference to uh, some of Jesus Christ's teachings. Father of mercies goes back to the Bible. Uh, there were a couple others. But just, folks, this idea, again, that the First Amendment was written to equalize all religions is totally false. Uh, it's unmoored from history. Um, the First Amendment, and go back to Joseph's story and his commentaries on the Constitution and particularly about this, you know, he, he made the comment that if the founding generation, not just the founding fathers, right, folks, not just the people in power, the really educated, but the founding generation as a whole, if they had thought for a second that the Constitution and this First Amendment in particular was going to in any way reduce the importance and authority of Christianity in the lives, both private and public, of our people, they would have never ratified the Constitution as a whole. That one thing from the First Amendment would have stopped them. They would have never ratified. So this idea today, we talked about this a little on one of the recent podcasts. You know, there's this idea that under God, and God we trust on the money, is some modern phenomenon that started back in the 50s and is a radical change from our history. And that's the exact opposite of the truth, which is what the left does, right? They, they, they take the truth and they completely twist it to mean something that it doesn't. I was listening to some people talk about the 1619 Project again. It was, it was commentators. It was really interesting. Uh, it was a interview, and the race comes into factor here, folks, sadly. It was an interview by a white reporter and had a panel of black men who have created the 1776 Project that is a counter to the 1619 Project. And the reporter asked these men, said, when you go back and you look, you see this almost century of really strong black families, of entrepreneurs who are black, of successful businesses and communities and churches, and just this, this just overwhelming uh, meteoric rise from the end of the Civil War, from slavery, of the black family, the black community. And, and he asked, the reporter asked these gentlemen that, that created this, and, and I don't know any of the names of the reporter or the gentleman, sadly, it was just a clip I saw briefly, asked him, said, you talked about this in your, in the 1776 project, but, but why isn't this talked about? Why are we not taught this at school? Why is this not taught? And one of the men offers, said, why, why don't they talk about this in the 1619 project? And the reporter kind of laughs and goes, yeah. And one of the, the others, I think one of the older of the, of the three gentlemen, he kind of looks at him and goes, because it doesn't, it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't work for the left. And so they don't want to teach it. They don't want to teach that the unalienable God-given rights that our founders enshrined in the Declaration and the Bill of Rights, that when they were applied across the board, 
regardless of race or ethnicity, that the strength of those families and communities skyrocketed. Again, regardless of race, that the problem has never been race, folks, as far as defining character of an individual. It's always been the character of that individual. That's what makes them. That's what makes us as a nation is whether we rely on these principles of God and Jesus Christ or not. And we haven't been for a long time and you can see the result uh, unless you just purposely blind yourself, which a lot of us are doing. It's a huge problem. Or uh, you, you know it, but you don't want to talk about it, which is also a large problem. Hmm. Anyway, way, way off track. Really interesting interview, little clip of it, by the way. But Hancock, uh, you know, so we're a Christian nation. And he talks about this first paragraph is really huge, folks. You got choices. We see the New England colonies reduced to the ungrateful alternative of a tame submission to a state of absolute vassalage and to the will of a despotic minister. Or of preparing themselves speedily to defend at the hazard of life the unalienable rights of themselves and posterity against the avowed hostilities of their parent state, who openly threatens to wrest them from their hands by fire and sword. Folks, that's the exact same. The exact same path that we're walking again. We're walking into, this was a civil war. The Revolutionary War was a civil war, right? Because we were British citizens. We don't refer to it that way very often, but it was. And we're walking right into a third civil war. And, and we have the same choices. Our choices right now, other than a miracle from God, are really, really rapidly being reduced to civil war or Submission to slavery and tyranny of the left. That's where we're getting. That's where we're getting very rapidly. Which is why it's so important to look back and listen to men like Churchill at the beginning in the 1930s before World War II and look at what our founders did leading into the revolution and start to really increase our local defense, increase those connections on the local level, communities, cities, states, right? Local law enforcement, local sheriff's department, county sheriffs, state guards, ties between churches, right? And that kind of ties into his next paragraph. It becomes us as men and Christians to reflect that whilst every prudent measure should be taken to ward off the impending judgments or prepare to act as proper part under them when they come, At the same time, all confidence must be withheld from the means we use and reposed only to that God who rules in the armies of heaven and without whose blessing the best human counsels are but foolishness and all created power, vanity. There's a lot of people in this country today, folks, that want to put their faith 
in a single politician or in a party or in a particular piece of legislation. It's not going to work. It hasn't worked. It hasn't been working. And we're foolish to assume it's going to. Our trust, we could do a couple days on this, folks. I'm sorry, we're running out of time. But it's a great, I'll put it in, uh, you can find it online a bunch of places. I'll try and put it in the newsletter. But our trust has to be in God, first and foremost. doesn't mean we shouldn't be preparing. It doesn't mean we should be strengthening our local uh, police departments, our local sheriff's office, our firefighters. It doesn't mean we shouldn't be uh, strengthening and enlarging our state guards and starting to communicate between states. We should be. doesn't mean we should be still trying to get the left to wake up. We should be, but we've got to put all our trust in God. Got to put all our trust in God and His Son, Jesus Christ. God bless y'all. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it, folks.